Hello and welcome back to the Get Up and Do podcast with your host, me, Melissa Gardner, also known as Get Fit with Melissa on Instagram. And me, Ryan, her husband. <laughs> Is that going to be your introduction every time? Maybe. I don't know. We might mix it up a couple of times. Well, welcome back, you guys. Thanks so much for being here with us. I hope you guys enjoyed the last podcast episode about limiting beliefs. If you haven't yet, go listen to it. It's a really good podcast episode. It's a little bit longer, but it really dives into some serious things that could be limiting your potential, your progress. It's a really good one. I think it's a really, really good. I think we got on a roll last one. The first one, we didn't really know how we wanted to structure it, but the last one, we kind of hit our stride, I think. So we're just going to keep getting better and better. No, I agree. I loved it. I think you and I did a really well job. You didn't look at my notes, but you know, there's no notes in this one, so it's fine. (laughs) So today, you guys, we are going to jump right in and we're going to talk about 75 hard. Um, We're not going to really go too deep into like the program and the specifics of it. If you guys want the specifics of it, go over to Andy Frisella's podcast. Um, He has a whole episode dedicating to 75 hard because it's his program that he made. Um, Just off the bat though, let me tell, let me disclaim this. 75 hard should not be a program that is done because you want fitness aspect um, progress. A lot of people do do it for this reason and they see people's transformations and they're like, wow, this is incredible. I need to lose weight. This would be just right for me. And that honestly, I feel like that mentality is what makes them lose and fail the program um, and then not want to restart. So when you're going into the program, And that is your thought process like, well, these people make such great fitness um, progress. The reason why is because most of them are on a good diet and they are doing two workouts a day, which means a calorie deficit, um, a caloric deficit, excuse me. So there is many other ways you can lose weight. You do not need to do this program if that's what your goal is, but there is that aspect of it. Like because you are typically in that caloric deficit, oh my gosh, I'm stuttering my life away, because you're in that caloric deficit, you are going to see some fitness aspects and progress because of that. Right, Ryan? Yeah. And yeah, going into the program, you want to basically be focusing on trying to take more control over your life and fitness gains and fitness, um, you know, weight loss and, you know, taking control of your health is a part of that. So, um, you will lose weight as a byproduct of it, but really it's just going to help you take control of your own mind, help you take control of what you do every day. Um, and that's really what's going to make the difference and going to be the determining factor. And if you lose weight, if you, um, you know, get a promotion at your job, if you, you know, you, a lot of things can happen. Well, Ryan's absolutely right. And I, we, I just want to disclaim the fitness part of it because I think, like I said, a lot of people do go into it just for the weight loss. And like Ryan said, there's way more to it than just the weight loss. So you come back so much more mentally disciplined um, and you just know better, if that makes sense. Like your food choices, your exercise choices, like what you do and what you lack in, like you end up knowing you can do better because you did this rigorous it's a hard program. It's why it's called 75 hard. Um, but every, it makes everything else to me seem easier, right? Because I did this hard program and I'm like, not many people do this or do it the right way or just do it in general. So I think this is just incredible that I did it. And so when I am lacking off, I just tell myself, I know better. I can do better. I've done better and I'm going to stay that way. So for today's get up and do, let's get into 75 hard. Um, really fast, 75 hard, what it is. Ryan might need to help me pick up some things. 
So it's 75 days. You have to do two workouts a day. Um, they need to be split up. So 45 minutes each. One has to be outside, rain or snow, sunny, whatever it may be. One has to be outside. And then the other one can be inside. So typically when we did ours, we would walk or run. Um, I ran my morning, Brian ran at night. Um, and then the 45 minute workout inside, it doesn't have to be just 45 minutes, but it has to be at least 45 minutes. And if you cut off a minute or whatever, you have to restart. Um, and like I said, you can go into more detail on Andy's podcast if you want to know more. Um, you have to drink a gallon of water a day. So typically, if you guys are familiar with hydro jug, that was like two hydro jugs for us. Um, we knocked that out early in the morning. 10 pages of a nonfiction book. It has to be a book. It cannot be audible, anything like that. Um, no alcohol, no cheat meals. I really hate that freaking word, but that's just what Andy refers to just eating any type of like overly processed foods, eating out, things like that, going to McDonald's, going to Arby's, things like that. Um, you have to take a progress picture every day that almost screwed me so many times. Um, is that it? Oh, you have to follow a diet. doesn't matter what diet you follow. We followed a caloric deficit. Um, go ahead. Yeah. So the diet that plays off of the no cheat meals so whatever diet you're wanting to follow you can't cheat on that diet so the set diet so you're saying okay this is what i want to do this is how i want to eat this is what i want to follow that's what your cheat meals refer to is is if you were to go off of that diet so it's basically just saying stay on the, that diet that you want to um be on here's the thing though andy does say like people get away with like caloric deficits and like macro counting because they can make it fit but he really specifies like don't eat a chocolate chip it's like it's supposed to be hard it's supposed to be it's supposed to make your life a little bit harder because you are going to get challenged and from that challenging you're going to grow and you're going to educate yourself and you're going to be like okay like this is a hard program but i am learning how to restructure my schedule i am learning how to fit workouts in i am learning how to not make excuses because what is your biggest excuse to fail because you didn't have the energy to complete a workout because you couldn't stick to your eating because you were lacking Snooze some self-control you many your times. alarm yeah there's just so many things and that was something that hit us a lot during the program was I just said, Ryan, we can't fail. Why? Because we just really want this cheesecake. We did 75 hard during the holidays and good heck, it was hard. And I remember someone DMing me and they're like, you're just going to say no to like the desserts and stuff and you're just not going to enjoy your holidays. And I actually think I enjoyed the holidays even more because I wasn't thinking about the extra food and the dessert and everything. I was thinking about the time we were going to spend with family and focusing on that versus focusing on just the food. And food is great. Food is amazing. Food is needed. Like there is no such thing as a good or a bad food. Um, but during 75 Hard, you learn, at least I learned, how to have this like really meaningful relationship with food. I learned how certain foods made me feel. I learned how certain ingredients made me feel. And I was like, oh, this is like so interesting because I had never gone without like processed sugar and without eating out so much like I'd never done that in my 25 years of living so it was really interesting to see how my body did um during this time because I almost feel like I flushed my system like it was just crazy how much better I felt after not eating so much processed and you know overly done food yeah and after after the first couple of weeks or the first month you don't even think about it anymore and that's what I kind of really understood about or or really learned from the whole program was that in our culture food is such a huge um, 
celebratory uh, thing. It's, you know, you go out to eat, you go out to, you know, you make dinners, you make desserts, whatever, to celebrate things. And I think that it made those things, like you said, a lot more meaningful because you're not worried about the food. You're worried about just the people what's actually there in front of you. And, you know, the first few weeks and the first month, it's really hard to stop thinking to get food out of your brain. But then you start thinking less about food and more about everything else. So more about how you're going to be productive, more about how you're going to do this or that, how you're going to structure your day, your workouts here. You know, you're thinking about you're you're thinking about other things. You're not fixated on what you're going to eat for the next yeah, meal. Yeah, and what like what fast food you're going to eat or not because it's not you can't. It's like it's not you just can't do that. So you have to be creative with your meals. It really just expands your brain and your thinking. You have to plan out your meals. You have to plan out your days so you have a, uh, an actual thought of okay, this is what I'm going to eat today. So you're not thinking, well, where do I want to go? Do I want to go to Wendy's or McDonald's? Do I want to go here or there? Well, and like for me at work, um, it's really like they would buy, and I know for you too, they'd buy during the holidays. It was a lot of like desserts and sweets and they'd buy like gifts and give us like um, cookies and all that stuff. And I just remember I got really good at just saying, nope, sorry, I can't have that. Like at first I was, I'd always explain the program. No, I can't have that because my program says this, this, and this, and this is what I'm doing. And people would be like, you're freaking crazy. And I'm like, yeah, well, here I am. And then I just finally got really good at just saying, no, I'm good. Thank you. No, I'm good. Thank you. And no, people, thanks. Yeah. people started really respecting me for it because it was me influencing the room versus them influencing me. And the coolest thing about it is after a few times, they don't pressure you anymore. Right. It's right. just like, yeah, I've had people come up to me, oh, right, we're getting uh, this for lunch. And they come up to my desk and say, oh, you, never mind, move on to the next person. They know I'm not going to order that. They know that's not who I am. So you really shift your identity to somebody who eats clean. People around you notice that. It might influence them to do the same. It might not, but... It's kind of I feel of like cool either way to... they'll learn to respect it though because you're sticking to your boundary Absolutely. and they're going to be like, okay, like she's really sticking and committing to this. So I'm going to just not – it came. It happened with me too except I was going to bring up a lot of times people would bring desserts and I remember like the first 30, 40 days I would bring home the desserts and we'd freeze them or we'd fridge them. During Halloween, we took Beckham's candy and put it up in this cabinet and we're like, oh, we can't wait to eat that when 25 is hard is over and i'm gonna really go at that and i remember finishing 75 hard and don't we want wanted, to touch it we didn't want to do anything with it not because we thought oh this food's bad we can't have it it was more like i just didn't desire it my body didn't care to have it it just wanted to keep eating what i was eating because i was happy right my gut to biome was like yes you feel good I was finally regularly pooping. Can I say that on here? Yes. Um, my mindset, your guys, your gut, like what you feed yourself connects to your brain. So if you're constantly, constantly feeding yourself foods that kind of make you feel sick, make you feel bloated, make you feel nasty, that connects to your brain. There's a reason why you're feeling those things. You have to like listen because food is fuel, but food is more than anything communication. Yeah, that's, it's so true. It's so funny. You never would think. And, and for the first like two months or like the first month or so, you, that, that's your thought process. Oh man, I'm just going to, I'm going to get back to it at, when this is over. Like I'm like, that's what a lot of people will I think. I can't wait to have my first pizza, yeah. my soda. And I but mean, if you do it right, you're just, you just won't crave it. You just 
won't really want it anymore. From what I hear, from what I've heard on different podcasts, Andy's podcast and other people who have completed the program, you just don't want to. Like, it's weird. Like, you go into what we call God mode. Um, and it's funny because I listened to Andy talk about it one time and I said, yes, I rem- I never had heard that before. And I said, I remember hitting that run day 50, 52. We went into God mode. That's when I started running every Sunday those long miles. And it wasn't because I was trying to lose even more weight, but I, it finally had clicked into my brain that I was holding myself back from so much potential. I'd been wanting to run a marathon for so long and I'd never trained for it. I never went past six miles. Seven miles had been like my longest. And then one day I said, you know what? What if I just go nine? What would my body do? So I pushed myself to nine miles and I felt great. The next week I pushed to 10. The next week I pushed to 13.10. And I just kept going until I finally hit that 18 mile marker. And I was like blown away that my body could do this. Like it was just incredible. Like that's what 75 hard does. It like flips a switch for most of us. It's this switch. And don't get me wrong, disclaimer again, because I am a nutrition specialist and a certified personal trainer. I do understand that programs like this, if you're going into it for the wrong intentions, can cause an ED. It can trigger some body dysmorphia. It can cause problems. I will not neglect that. It's true. It can. But like I said, if you're going into it for the fitness and weight loss aspect, you shouldn't be going into it, you guys. If you're in a rut, mentally you're in this place where you're like i hate my job i hate waking up to do the same thing i just i'm not feeling great about myself and you need a change for like the whole mental aspect the whole lifestyle flip that is what i would say okay you know what maybe you could try 75 hard maybe you could lock in and do it and people say well i'm not ready to do that or to commit to it you won't ever be you won't ever be ready we literally committed the week of halloween like halloween was that saturday and we started sunday like, you won't be ready for it. And we even said that to ourselves, well, I'm not ready. Like, are you ready to commit yeah, to 45 minute workouts? Before Halloween, not the Sunday oh, you're after. Right. You're yeah. right. Sorry. Um, I thought it was that Sunday. So, anyway, you won't be ready. This program, you can't be ready for it. Like, no matter how hard you think about it or try it, you just can't. You just have to go in and do it and tell yourself you're not going to fail. I do want to say, too, I think having Ryan doing it with me really held me accountable. So, if you're doing it alone, have someone hold you accountable because. Having him tell me like, nope, babe, you got to do it. Nope, we we can't give up. And same, like if I said, nope, we cannot go to Taco Bell. doesn't matter like if it fits. We can't do it. Having each other like remind ourselves why we even started was so helpful. There's every day almost you're going to want to quit. <laughs> and so it's you, you've got to have some kind of support keeping you accountable because literally like – multiple times sometimes multiple times a day it was like man i just i don't want to do this <laughs> like, i know i would wake I up just wanna... i remember week two do you remember week two when we woke up and we were just so tired and we were so sore and we're like, oh you will be so sore you'll be it's so gonna be crazy beat. oh my gosh you just like can't even imagine waking up to do a workout and you're like okay so when you do your workouts it doesn't have to be crazy you just have to like be moving so like sometimes our workouts were yoga sometimes our workouts were just walks sometimes our workouts were hits outside like whatever we could muster up to do we did i definitely think week one to three maybe even just week one to two is the hardest because you're getting into this routine that you've never been into. But by about week four, I want to say the first month, your body finally adapts to like what you're doing. Um, 
the no rest is kind of hard, but doing yoga and walking is kind of like an active rest. You're not putting too much strain on your muscles. If anything, yoga really helps like stretch your muscles out. Um, so I do understand people are like, like that is just so unhealthy to not be doing, um, a, a rest day, but honestly you teach your body, you learn to like listen to your body and think when that rest is really needed versus when you're just like in your own head. So, and then you push through days that you're just like in a mental rut. And I think that's, again, referring back to the reason why you should do this because it's a mental program, a mental toughness program. Yeah, real quick, just about recovery. Recovery doesn't mean you're sitting on your couch doing absolutely nothing. You can still recover outside on a walk. You can recover stretching, doing yoga. That's that's recovery exercise, so to speak active rest so it's just you know you don't have to go high intensity every single workout every single day for 75 days like a lot of people when you think of rest day you're not just going to sit there and lay in your bed all day no you're still going to get up and move you're still going to walk around so what's the difference between you walking around your house and just walking around the block walking around outside with your kid we had a baby that we had to do it with and work around with during 75 hard because it was the winter time and he was a little over one year old and so you just had to make it work that's that's the thing about it there's going to be a million reasons why you can't or you say you can't or you say you can't or your brain tell your body tells you you can't or you you just you find every excuse of why you cannot well i can't commit to it because my husband won't commit to it or i can't commit to it because i have three kids i have seen people with five to freaking six kids complete the dang program and i'm like they made it work like i know you can make it work i saw one pregnant woman make it work she like in a way modified it i don't recommend doing it during pregnancy but it was like like baffling to me that this woman did and it's because she goes to say her postpartum depression was hitting her during pregnancy and she's like i had to change something up in order to like feel myself again because she was making every excuse and it reminded me a lot of me she's making every excuse to eat whatever she wanted she was making every excuse to not move her body she was making every single excuse she could to feel bad for herself and that's kind of what depression does it leads into your brain to do that so doing 75 hard helps her kind of get out of that slump and out of that mindset and really help her refocus on how strong and amazing her pregnant body was it was really incredible to read about i'll have to link her because it was really just something else to read and i almost got teary-eyed because i remember feeling that same way being in that slump during pregnancy felt like a whale 100 percent of the time um and i was like wow that's incredible like good for her um she made it work for her body and she had a healthy happy pregnancy and she ended up delivering you know it's incredible to me you really yeah you realize what you're made of you realize what you're capable of um you know and that's i think the most amazing thing that happened with us during 75 hard we made so many huge strides professionally lifestyle wise that was the biggest part of it like i couldn't pinpoint to you a new PR I put on bench or squat. I couldn't pinpoint to you a new mile time that I got in my workout. But what I could tell you is we started a business. What I could tell you is we paid off all our debt. What I could tell you is we maximized our time with our son. Grew together as a couple. Yeah, we maximized our time together. We figured out ways to spend more time together when Beckham was asleep or or have somebody take him for a night. We found ways to 
you know, really just make our lives so much better. And that's the point of it. That's what, that, that's what's so amazing, isn't it? It's not, wow, I could, yeah, I benched 10 more pounds, extra pounds. Or you can, wow, I have still cut abs. Yeah, that's like, yeah, great, awesome, fun, you know, makes it even better. But the, the real amazing part is what you're able to realize within yourself and, um, implement into your life. Well, and speaking on Ryan, and we can almost wrap it up here, um, there was this point where, like I said, in October, I was in a really bad space, you guys, really bad space. Um, work was hard. I love my job. Don't get me wrong. If my bosses are hearing this, I love my job. But there there came a challenge that um, came up, and I had to take it head on, and there had come a point where something had happened to me, and I was done. Like, I could not foresee how I could move forward. And in just that nick of time as when I told Ryan, I said, I think we should do this program. We started it. And to watch, I'm going to get like emotional and to watch how much better I became as not only like an employee, but as a wife, as a friend, and to be able to just come in with a better mindset and to watch everyone around me come in with a better mindset because I was doing better. Um, was incredible to me. I went from dreading every single day of work to being like, okay, we can do this. And like head on, I would take control. I would, I turned into this like leader and my, my boss, when we did our review, she even said, she said, I don't know what happened. And I said, I do. She's like, but you like 180, 380, whatever it may be. I just turned like, I just uh, like a switch flipped in me and I became someone new. I became a leader. I became someone who believed and confidently went forward with herself. And it was just absolutely amazing to watch me grow. You guys have seen me grow on social media. I went from 6,000 followers to 14,000 followers in less than like four months when I had been stuck and stagnant. Organically. Organically. Yeah. Just because my influence, my vibe, my energy was flowing to all of you. Anyone who saw my content, like, I personally feel like they liked it. They enjoyed being there with me. And they were like, yeah, this girl is who I want to follow. This girl is who I want to influence me. And it was just so incredible to see. And it's still incredible to see. And don't get me wrong. Like now that we're not doing 75 hard, it's not like I don't keep moving forward because I am. Um, I definitely do think that 75 hard really helped put a lot of things into perspective for us, um, that we were making excuses for ourselves, that we were always feeling bad for ourselves. And we were holding ourselves back. We had been trying to pay off debt for so long. And during 75 hard, we paid off so much and all of it off. And I was like, wow, we could have done this the first two years of our marriage, but we didn't. We made excuses. So to wrap this up, 75 hard really is so incredible because you mentally level up. You become disciplined. As David Goggin says, you callous your mind during the program. Um, you start to recognize when you're making excuses and less effort. Um, and you also start to recognize when your body and your mind need breaks. And you understand like bad days happen, but that doesn't mean you have a bad life. Um, and you can do so much more about your circumstances and what you believe. Yeah, I think you said it all. I think you said it all. I think that's a perfect way to end it. Um, you become a student of yourself and a student of the world around you. It's not like we we stop. We're not on 75 days of counting 75 hard anymore, but we still live by 
the principles. We still do everything. It, it changed our lives so much that we still do two workouts a day, one outside for 45 minutes. But we still, listen, we don't do it like for the weight loss. We do it because honestly, the outside workout is our time together. We leave our phones here and it's just it's the best, the best connecting time for each other. It's the best lifestyle we've found ourselves living, and so we've implemented it into our lifestyle. Yeah. So that's just, you know, it's not like we have it hanging over us now, and I think that's the most amazing part is it's, you know, if you truly finish the program and you truly put everything you have into it, you choose to sustain it. Yeah, because it just, it just makes you feel good. Like, really... When you go into it for that mental disciplining aspect of it, just you're happy because you, I told her the other day, I said, I think I felt so good doing 75 hard because we did something so many people can't do or won't do. And it's like incredible to watch how much we leveled up because of it. Um, I, I personally don't like to be um, influenced by the room unless it's a room I'm choosing to be in by the right people. I like to stand out and show people like, it doesn't matter if you're like a small hometown girl or woman or whatever it may be. It doesn't matter if you're a mom of five, six, one. You can literally be anything you want to be. And this program showed that to me. It showed it to me through me creating my routines. It showed it to me through building my confidence. Um, because to me, everything else felt so easy compared to the program. <laughs> so anyway, you guys, I hope this was a good episode, an episode that maybe could answer some questions to you. Maybe if you were going back and forth about starting 75, you're like, I don't know if I should do it or if I'm ready to do it. I really hope you guys get the best of this. And you know what? Maybe you can't start 75 hard, whatever it may be. Maybe you don't want to. Maybe mentally you're just like, no, I don't feel like this will mentally do me well. I totally understand. So today for your get up and do, maybe just start with drinking some water today. How can you heal yourself naturally? Get outside. Get outside. Do your workout outside. Go on a walk. Be safe, my girls. Take a taser. Um, read a nonfiction book, a self-help book, five pages. I make my girls that do one-to-one coaching read a five pages of a nonfiction book, drink their water, um, and then weekly take progress pictures. Like, Start doing little things that are going to challenge you, but they're going to end up changing you for the better. So if it's not this program, find things that will help you toward the life you're wanting to live um, and find gratefulness through it all. Anyway, you guys, if you like this podcast, please leave us a five-star review. Let us know how we did. If you didn't like the podcast, leave a review. I would love to know your guys' feedback. Um, We're open to it. We're new to this. So feedback is crucial. Um, And let us know what other episodes we can talk about. Um, We have a few coming up, but I love to hear what you guys want to hear because this is the get up and do for you. Motivate you to do your daily life. Yeah, we're just the, you're the audience. We're not the, you know, it's... It's not for us. It's for everybody else. It's for you guys to benefit. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. We'll see you next time.